All right, so I know in the last episode, I mentioned that I was going to discuss the Nephites and the Lamanites and their dietary habits. And while I did work on that podcast, I felt like there was something a little bit more pressing um, that may be more beneficial to you at this moment in time. So I'm going to put that podcast on hold and then let you know that we're going to talk about raising a healthy family in a health-obsessed world. Now, just real quick before we get into it, I just wanted you guys to know that I did start that YouTube page that I have mentioned with you before. There are videos discussing how to read a nutrition facts panel, whether or not grains are the devil, whether or not you should let food ruin or rule your thoughts or both. But that that YouTube page is just Zach Cordell. If you look for Zach Cordell on YouTube, you will be able to find me. Make sure that you subscribe to those so that you can get the new weekly videos that are going to be coming out. And I think this will be a great resource to you too. Thank you all for your support, for listening, for telling other people about this. It's uh, been a great opportunity for me too. But let's go ahead and get into raising a healthy family in a health-obsessed world. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. So the reality is, it can be difficult to know how to be healthy. There are so many voices that tell us what to do. There's the word of wisdom, right? And the word of wisdom, for those of you that do not know, is the Lord's law of health for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Within Judaism, they have kosher. Within Islam, they have halal. You know, And many different faiths have different dietary habits. But the word of wisdom is one that is recognized by the Latter-day Saint community. Now, the Word of Wisdom isn't a printed-out daily diet plan telling us to eat this, not that. And aside from that, there's always new foods coming out, so there's no definitive thing of what you should and should not eat. And when you're trying to make a healthy choice, whether it's social pressures that make you think this or others, they make you wonder if it should be organic or non-GMO or diet or low-carb or low-fat or paleo, keto, alkaline, sugar-free, cruelty-free, vegetarian, vegan, locally sourced, hormone-free, cage-free, or farm-raised. Or should it be all of them? As a registered dietitian, I am fully aware that the amount of nutrition information available for families can be pretty overwhelming. And often the pressure to learn all of it gets laid onto the shoulders of the mothers. Because of societal norms and social pressure, it's typical that mom usually cooks, mom shops, and mom researches ways to help the family to be healthier. Now, through social media, family, and our culture, pressures are placed on the mothers not only to like do all these things, but to serve colorful, flavorful, picture-perfect meals so everyone in the house eats all of their vegetables without complaining. And many mothers are doing a wonderful job with this. But it's not required in order to help children create healthy habits. One of the reasons that these pressures have come about is that 
Historically, the mothers were the ones that were staying at home while the fathers went to work. And to back this up, there have been many research articles showing that mothers play a big role in the health of their children. And I'll, I'll include some links in the show notes. But there's also research that shows that fathers are the gatekeepers to their children's health. So yes, mothers play a huge role, but fathers also play a role that we sometimes forget. And if that father doesn't support the nutritious behaviors of the mother, then it can kind of undermine the effect that it has on the children. For example, a mother can research, buy, prepare, and serve this wonderfully healthy meal full of options for Meatless Monday, all in hopes that having a more healthy meal with her family is going to be beneficial. She's prepared this wonderful taco bar with rice, beans, grilled bell peppers, onions, mushrooms, oh, and multiple colors of grilled bell peppers. And with that, you have the mushrooms, you have guacamole, and because your mother loves you so much, she has included different types of salsa. For those of you that like it hot, and for those of you that do not. But if dad brings home pizza, or doesn't eat the food that's prepared because if there's no meat, it's not a meal, or here goes mom on one of her health kicks again, then it can undermine the efforts put into creating healthy habits. Now, Sister Dalton, in her October 2011 talk, Love Her Mother, she discusses the importance of fathers sustaining and loving mothers, right? To set a good example of what children should look for whenever they're trying to establish a home of their own. But it goes into establishing that support. And through our words and behaviors, parents and spouses can assist with establishing healthy, lifelong habits that influence their children for good or could undermine one another. And while mothers usually cook, fathers are typically really good at helping children be physically active. And there's research behind that too, again, in the show notes. They teach their kids how to play ball, ride bikes, and a lot of times they'll even coach their kids in their sports teams. And so the old adage goes, men exercise and women diet. And yes, it is important to remember that health is established by what we do and what we eat. A lot of times in the gym, you'll hear things like, well, abs are made in the kitchen. And there is a little bit of truth to that. But exercise and diet, or what we do and what we eat, complement one another. But by utilizing the strengths of one another, fathers and mothers together can encourage health in many avenues rather than only one. Now, There's a publication called The Family, A Proclamation to the World, and in it, they state successful marriages and families are established on maintaining principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. So that last one, wholesome recreational activities. Have you ever thought that you'd see the importance of wholesome recreational activities being placed in the same context? as faith, prayer, and repentance? It's not often that we think of it in that way. But as the prophet has directed, those things are all important. And then it goes on to continue to say, in these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. So we are meant to care for the gifts we have been given. And one of the greatest gifts we have been given is our body. And our health and caring for our body can be a way that we show our gratitude and humility 
for the daily miracle that is mortal life that our body continues to offer us. Now let's take a quick break and then whenever we come back, I'll give some tips on what you could do to establish health in your home and kind of step away from the influence of that great and spacious building that's outside pressure coming in on you, telling you what you should do. As I was listening to the changes that are coming into the children and youth programs for the church, I kept thinking about my book, The Creation Code, and how it's all about goal setting and putting it into perspective of faith and how with those seven days of creation, we can learn different principles for setting goals. So if you have already, awesome. If you have not, you can go over to Amazon and check out the creation code. It's available, but it can be an awesome resource in just putting things into perspective in regards to goal setting and eternal perspectives. And if you're not one to sit down and read a whole book, then the other option I have is 40 Days. So that's the second book that I've written, and it's a diet devotional. And what that means is that that each chapter is going to be about a page. And it's just something that you can sit there and ponder with your family You can share with your kids over the dinner table of things that you can think about in terms of how we establish our health and what the scriptures teach us about health. But that dovetails perfectly back into this podcast episode of Raising a Healthy Generation or a Healthy Family in Health-Obsessed World. So let's get back to it. So, so far we've talked a lot about the pressures that are put on us by the world. And that is placed on women and it is placed on men and how men and women can see health in different ways. But both of those are beneficial in establishing healthy behaviors for our lifetime. Now, the way to establish health is to slow down and focus on sustainable behaviors. I know people talk about sustainability in terms of Oh, well, is our food system sustainable? And is the way that we're spending our finances sustainable? But you can also think about it in terms of our health. Now, society will hope that you get caught up in the new diet, the new fad, the new pill, the new workout regimen, the new videos that are coming out. But health doesn't happen in a meal or a run or a swim. Just like testimonies aren't established Because you read the scriptures one time, or you partook of the sacrament once, or you went to the temple once. We're encouraged to read and pray daily, to attend church weekly, and to honor our covenants through frequent temple attendance. The principle of steadfastness and habits should also be applied to our health. So establishing these healthy behaviors in our home will look different based on your circumstances, obviously. Maybe you're a single adult or an empty nester or you're a young newlywed couple or you're middle-aged parents with kids. But what I encourage you to do is to pray about what would be best for your family. And again, this, this works with what the church is teaching in terms of the children and youth program and setting goals and figuring out what you want to do to become better. 
but I encourage you to invite the spirit to help you when you make these sustainable, healthy habits and you incorporate them into your family. But here are some tips for establishing health in your home. First, is focus on health and not weight. Society puts a large importance on being thin, but thin is not synonymous with health, and we've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. But helping your children to recognize that health is not a number on a scale, but a sum of our behaviors, helps them to set themselves up for success in the future. If you feel like you've been chasing a number on the scale your entire life, imagine how freeing it would be to not have to chase that number, but to be able to establish health and be okay with the habits that you have rather than trying to seek out a drastic behavior to get to a number. And in the scriptures, it talks about not looking beyond the mark. That's Jacob 4.14. But sometimes people look beyond the mark of health. The next tip, tip number two, is to be an example. You don't have to be perfect, but your children should see that you're trying. I mean, too often kids are required to eat vegetables while the parents aren't. One thing that you can do is help your kids to find vegetables that they like or vegetables that they like prepared in a certain way. I've heard so many people say that <laughs> that they don't like vegetables. And my immediate question is, you've had every single vegetable on this earth prepared every single possible way? That's impressive. But you don't have to like every single vegetable to be an example. You don't have to like every single kind of exercise or physical movement to be an example. You don't have to be perfect to be an example. And you're not required to become a doctor or a dietitian or a personal trainer. But you can just demonstrate how health can be enjoyed rather than health as a punishment for food that you've eaten. Tip number three, find joy in your health. As I just mentioned, you don't need to suffer in order to establish healthy behaviors. You do not need to hate your body in order to like your body. Your body is a gift. It is not something that you need to starve or beat into submission or belittle in order to enjoy. I think it's funny how often people are told that they need to hate their body in order to like their body. Joseph Smith said that we came to this earth that we might have a body and present it pure before God in the celestial kingdom. The great principle of happiness consists in having a body. It's not about having the perfect body. It's not about having the perfect weighted body. It's not about having the perfectly appearing body. It's about having a body. I mean, Christ cast the devils out of those individuals, and the devils asked that they could inhabit the bodies of those pigs. I mean... Imagine that, like, nobody really thinks of the optimal body or the ideal body as the body of a pig. But if you'd rather have that body than nobody, you should be grateful for the body that you've got, right? And then, again, I will mention that exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment for what you've eaten. Now, the next thing I'll give you, this is tip number four, is that understand that you're not going to like every new food that you try, whether that's fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, or like any other types of plants, you might not like it. And that's okay. You don't have to like all the healthy foods. You can find other foods that you do enjoy. Again, if you're willing to try things, it encourages your kids to be more adventurous with the foods that they try rather than being stuck in the food jag of chicken nuggets and french fries. Next, watch your words. I'll just say this. But no matter how well-intended the comment of, you need to lose weight, 
It can be difficult for a teen to hear or yourself to hear, especially if you've been working out and you do healthy things. But that goes back to recognizing that weight is not the end-all be-all. But encourage healthy behaviors rather than discouraging unhealthy ones. You don't need to go around smacking people's hands when they pick something up. But be aware of comments that you make about other people's bodies. You know, such as, they need to step away from that plate. Or, fat people are ugly. Or, he looks like a skeleton. Like, those things are heard by our children and can become adopted in how we see the world. Now, the last little tip is use the power of habits. When you find new foods or new recipes or new behaviors that you enjoy, just include them into what you're already doing in your weekly or monthly patterns. Whether it's Meatless Monday or Taco Tuesday or Homemade Pizza Friday or or after-dinner walks or Saturday morning bike rides or family soccer night or gardening or hiking or so on and so forth. If you establish those habits, then it just becomes what you do. So start small with just one thing that you're doing well and continue to build on it. Now, we understand that the family is an essential part of God's plan. And as a part of God's plan, parents are meant to serve as an example to their children, both spiritually and physically. Though many parents are going to struggle with weight and healthy behaviors and body image or medical conditions, we can still encourage the development of healthy behaviors wherever we are. And using our testimonies of the gospel to influence how we approach our bodies or healthy behaviors or how we teach our children about health can hold a lasting effect in their ability to serve and their overall well-being, both spiritually and physically. Again, it's important to remember that just like in the gospel, you're not required to be perfect before teaching your children. So don't hold yourself to an an unreachable standard, but just try. And while you're trying, remember to find joy in the journey of mortality in the vessel you've been blessed with. Now, if you're looking for a little family home evening activity, Something that you could do is the whole, look what I can do activity. And what this is, is that parents and children each come up with one to three fun things that their body can do and share with their family. And how your body does a lot of things to help you every single day. Now, if you have older kids, you could talk about pressures to look a certain way, act a certain way, alter your body, diet. You could discuss that your body is a gift, a temple, a blessing from God, and explore ways the world wants to distract you from that truth. You could also talk about the beauty of the body and how all bodies are different and how we are created in the image of God. But thanks again for listening. I'm really excited to have you. Like I said, check out the YouTube page if you are interested in more frequent updates in terms of nutrition education. It's not necessarily as faith-based currently. And as I mentioned, you can find my books, either the creation code about goal setting and about healthy behaviors or 40 days the diet devotional both of those will be on amazon and the link is in the show notes but thanks again for listening look forward to talking to you soon and uh, get your health on
Oh 